Paul knew it wasn't the fact that he could connect with them. He knew it was the fact that God had already connected them with his word. And he knew it was God who works to clear the way for his gospel. It was God who brought Paul to that place. It was God who brought those Thessalonian Christians to faith. And it was God who would continue to clear the way. We thank God because of you. And we have joy that you're holding on. That's what God does. God clears a way, even when it seems so unlikely. He clears a way for his gospel. The following is from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona, reaching out rock, sod, hope, and rim country. December 2nd, 2018. First Thessalonians 3, 9-13. You know, I'd never even heard of a wash before coming to Arizona. The idea of a, a roadway having a portion blocked on occasion when water would cover the road just wasn't even on my radar. Where I came from, rivers just always flowed and bridges always went over them. But it's something I really had to start considering as my family and I were looking for a house to purchase in the area. Did we want to deal with something like that? We thought about... Not just the fact that you'd be stuck on your side of the road and unable to get to town, but if that access was blocked, you might be blocked and separated. The thought of maybe my family and I stuck as we couldn't take our children to urgent care as the road was blocked for either a few hours or maybe days. And then there's the thought of maybe me trying to get back from work and trying to get home and being stuck on the wrong side, the obstacle separating us. Of course, on top of all, that was the concern, the important concern that my role as pastor meant I, I wanted to be available. And there might be times when, when that wash might have separated me from an urgent care for something at church or something pressing in a member's life. Obviously, as my wife and I considered this, we did not want to be separate, our family to be separate and have that, that obstacle between us and our church and other people. We face a lot of obstacles. Maybe some of you have to face a wash on occasion. But don't we face even bigger ones when it comes to spiritual obstacles? Those are the, the real dangers and the real things that divide and cause heartache. How does one deal with a spiritual obstacle that, that causes a problem spreading or sharing God's word? But this morning, we're going to look at three missionaries in the ancient world that had to deal with Satan's obstacles, and they were cut off from a baby congregation. And as we look at them in 1 Thessalonians, we're going to see how God clears the way for his gospel. See, if, if you were going to go to ancient Thessalonica, you, you would have found the roads pretty good. It was actually a route along, along which many roads in Rome met, and it was an important port city. So you would have found it pretty easy travel. And had you been walking through ancient Thessalonica, you would have found many Greek people and their gods, and you would have found a small handful of Jewish people that worshipped in their synagogue traveling through that city. I'm going to take you back to around 50 AD when those three missionaries stepped foot into that city. And as that man, his name was Paul, and his companions, Silas and Timothy, came to Thessalonica, 
they found fairly easy travel and they found a synagogue where they could read from scripture and began to bring something to that city altogether new. It was the good news of what Jesus of Nazareth had done. Something amazing happened where, where so many people traveled those roads through Thessalonica. A church, a Christian congregation began to grow. And as Paul and Silas and Timothy taught about Jesus and what he had done, it says, as you read, that many prominent Jews, many prominent women in the city, and even some Greeks began to believe a baby church started in Thessalonica. Only those Christians that had their hope centered now on, on Jesus as the Messiah and that, that young sprouting church was about to face an obstacle. See, some Jews that were unbelievers got jealous of Paul and his companions and they started a riot in the city. And when they couldn't find Paul and Silas, they dragged the man who was hosting them before the city magistrates and gave the charge, this man is taking care of Paul and Silas and they're, they're going all over the world causing disturbances and now they're here. And soon a riot ensued. And Paul and Silas, Timothy, because of the dangers that were now there, had to leave the city. And the Thessalonican Christians sent them away secretly so that they could escape with their lives. The obstacle had been set. You can imagine how hard this was for Paul as he writes to these believers. Paul had to move on. Paul traveled from the next city and then he traveled to the next city to Athens and then finally he ends up in Corinth. But he's still thinking about those Christians he left behind. He'd only been there for three weeks. How would they hold up under the attacks? They didn't have their shepherd with them anymore. Paul writes in this letter, Brothers, when we were torn away from you for a short time, in person, not in thought, out of our intense longing, we made every effort to see you. For we wanted to come to you. Certainly I, Paul, did again and again. But Satan stopped us. The obstacle, he doesn't exactly say what it was, but Satan prevented Paul from coming back to those Christians so he couldn't return and build them up in faith. And so we see of his concern as he says, night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. Paul has identified the culprit. It is the enemy of God's church and of his people, Satan. You see, wherever the gospel is shared, he doesn't want it to be shared. He wants to separate the people of God from the word of God, and he wants to stop them from spreading that message. We shouldn't think that it was just in ancient Thessalonica where he is active. Satan is active everywhere the gospel is spread, trying to put obstacles in the way, trying to stop it from being spread, or being shared. This is something that he does with Christian pastors today, Christian teachers today. It's something he does with Christian parents and grandparents, friends. He tries to stop them from spreading and sharing the gospel to build up people in faith. Paul knows the danger that these who are cut off from their shepherd, from the word of God, would become discouraged and he knows Satan would continue to throw other attacks at their faith and they would begin to maybe lose heart. Satan's goal, ultimately, after all, is to take your loved one 
whom you're trying to reach with God's word, to separate them from God's word, and to drag them away from God into the pits of hell. We can understand Paul's concern. Maybe you know someone that you know needs strengthening in faith, and you know there's been obstacles set in their path. I've heard of that from different pastors serving in our church body. Several years ago, a pastor that had been in Indonesia shared with me some of his experiences. Sounded a lot like Paul's. He said that there was such a violence in the place where he was sharing the word that he felt threatened for his life. In fact, one of the other Christian seminaries in the area was set on fire. And as the students came running out, he said that they were speared by the people surrounding the building. And as he and his companions were praying that their church would be safe, that God would spare them, it turned out that the enemies, those who wanted to silence the message, came with sledgehammers and pounded away at his church building. Much like Paul, he had to leave for his own safety. And maybe here in America we don't face those extreme threats yet, but Satan is active. Whether it's family constraints, financial constraints, pressures from within and out, temptations and trials, he's going to try to put obstacles in the face of his ministers and in the face of you when you try to share God's word. How are we to stand in the face of those things? I've been here for just a year, but I've heard a lot of families share with me the various obstacles they've encountered when trying to build up others in the faith. Sometimes grandchildren, sometimes children, sometimes parents. And they, they've shared with me various obstacles that they've encountered when trying to talk to people and trying to bring the gospel to them. Sometimes they've shared also their fears and their concerns. How do we stand? Well, Paul, it turns out, sent back Timothy. And Timothy was going to check on those Thessalonians to give a report on how things were going. And this is what we hear. It's a good report. Despite being cut off from their shepherd, despite only having three weeks of hearing the gospel, those Christians, in the face of persecution, were able to give Timothy a good report. Paul says, I'm encouraged about you. Because, therefore, brothers, in all of your distress and persecution, we are encouraged For you really live and are standing firm in the Lord. The Christians in Thessalonica stood despite the obstacles. And Paul knew this is how it goes. He says, God clears the way. We read in verse 9, How can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy we have in the presence of our God because of you? Paul knew it wasn't the fact that he could connect with them He knew it was the fact that God had already connected them with his word. And he knew it was God who works to clear the way for his gospel. It was God who brought Paul to that place. It was God who brought those Thessalonian Christians to faith. And it was God who would continue to clear the way. We thank God because of you. And we have joy that you're holding on. That's what God does. God clears a way. Even when it seems so unlikely, he clears a way for his gospel. Consider how God did that for us. When we stood with a division far greater than any wash, far greater than any spiritual struggle or battle we now face, it was a division between us and God. And the obstacle that stood between us would divide us forever. But God cleared away. He sent his son 
And though when Jesus walked this earth, Satan tried ever hard to stop him in his work, tried to set every obstacle he could in the way of the Son of God, Jesus did not fail, but overcame every attempt, every obstacle, and so that we would not be separate from our God, he built a bridge, built with his own hands on the cross. Jesus, the Son of God, cleared every obstacle as he faced the separation that we deserve from God on his cross. And so that you and I might be at peace and have a connection freely to God, Jesus came and died. And not even death could stop this connection as Jesus rose to life. We stand now holy and blameless before God because of Christ. And all who trust in him have access to God. Now, an access that will last forever when he comes again in glory. A road to heaven, cleared through Jesus. See, God clears the way for us. And this is the same God Paul knew who had brought us peace with the Father and the promise of heaven. This is the same God who continues to clear a way for the gospel. Paul says, as we read on, a threefold prayer. Now, May our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus clear the way for us to come to you. Paul, in prayer, prayed that the same God who gave faith to the Thessalonians would allow him to come back to them and build them up. Second part of his prayer, may the Lord make your love increase and overflow. The same God who brought them to know the love that he has given through his Son would continue to increase their love and not only has brought them to faith, but will allow them to grow in faith and produce fruits of faith. And he continues the the final part of his prayer, may he strengthen your hearts. The same God who brought them to know Jesus himself would answer Paul's prayer for those Thessalonians, that they'd remain strong in faith and not lose heart despite the attacks. So how how does a struggling seminary student make it through their training when they face discouragements and pressures and trials? How does a Christian parent or grandparent hold up when they're anxious and worried about their child or grandchild or someone that's needing the gospel? How do we continue? Look to Jesus. Paul prayed, Now may our God himself and our Lord Jesus clear the way. Now may our God increase their love. May our God strengthen them in faith. Turn to Jesus who called that person, your loved one, to know the gospel, to be strong in it and to hold to it. This is the prayer that all of us continue in each day. Our prayer for here at Rock of Ages that be done for all of us and be done as we carry on our mission, that be done for our our seminary students and our missionaries. I invite you to join with me as we pray it together. Now, May our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus clear the way for us to come to those who need to be built up in the gospel. May the Lord make our love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else. May he strengthen our hearts so that by his grace we will be blameless and holy in the presence of our Lord Jesus when he comes in glory with all his holy angels. Amen.